0: Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Thankfully, our government came to its senses and things are up and running again after the shutdown. While we know that immigration was the central part of the disagreement, there's so much more that's happening behind the scenes that we simply don't know about. Pastor JD today will talk about this and the ramifications of the recent missile strike scare in Hawaii. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on January 21st, 2018. Regardless
1: of whether or not there is more to this, and I believe there is, and I'm not alone, former Republican Congressman Jason Chaffetz was on Fox News with Judge Jeanine Pirro, and he said what many have been thinking as more came out about the false alarm. He stated that he's having a hard time believing that a wrong button was somehow pushed, such that there are at least five fail-proof steps in place to ensure that something like this never happens. And by the way, so were Claire It's not a button, okay? Don't picture this big red button on the desk of some employee who's having a bad hair day and didn't have his coffee before the shift change in the early (laughs) hours of the morning. I mean it's not a button, it's a computer with are you sure, are you sure, are you sure, are you sure you want to send this alarm out to 1.5 million people, and completely scare the living daylights out of them, because this is how it ends. Are you sure you want to do that? Yes. Are you really, really sure you want to do that? Yes. Are you really, really sure you want to do that? Yes. Times five at least. Okay, I said I wasn't going to go there. I just did again. We'll leave it there and get back to what I really want to uh, talk about. And that's this. Regardless of whether or not there's more to this or not, it is only a matter of time before this happens. That's what my Bible says. That's what my Bible says. It was interesting, on Monday, an online member and friend, Kelly McGuire, who works for Fox News in New York, reached out to me to be interviewed on the story with Martha McCallum on Fox News. And what struck me about the interview was that the questions, you know, I wanted to talk about this and that, but the questions that were asked of me all had to do with the emotions of how did you feel when you thought you only had minutes to live? That's what it was all about. That's what Those were the questions that were asked of me for this Fox News interview. So it didn't make it in the interview, presumably in the interest of time, but here's how I responded. My entire family was in total peace because we're secure in our saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to say this parenthetically and perhaps importantly to not only you here, but those that are a part of our online church. And I want you to listen very carefully. There is coming a time, and we may or may not be here when it does happen, there will be an alert sent out, and it will be the real deal. What are you going to do? Are you ready? Do you have that peace? Do you know where you're at with Jesus Christ? If it were to happen, and that missile were to hit, do you have that peace, knowing that you're right with God? If you don't, you can have that. You can have that assurance today, now, for those of you here, before you leave this church, for those of you online, we'll talk about it at the end. You can have that assurance. John says that you can know that you have eternal life. I shared last week um, how that, when I learned it was a false alarm, <laughs> there was a, a sanctified disappointment because I kind of want to go home. <laughs> but I guess there's more work for us to do. So we're still here, and we need to occupy till he comes. Well, here's the last bit of bad news for today. (laughs) Some of you are going, praise the Lord. (laughs) You could have ended with that, I know. But it's that Russia and Iran, with North Korea, are revving up their rhetoric and threats of war with increasing intensity and frequency. Wait a minute, Pastor, I thought North Korea and South Korea are going to join hands together, kumbaya, at the Olympics. I thought the, the president is going to talk with uh, Un in North Korea. They're going to have a beer summit or something. The Jerusalem Post published a report about Russia's rhetoric concerning the Iran nuclear deal. According to the Post, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said on Monday, Moscow will not support attempts by Washington to modify the Iran nuclear deal, arguing such a move could also complicate diplomacy over, listen, North Korea's nuclear weapons program. Oh, we don't want to complicate that. Oh, we don't want to complicate diplomacy quote, if the deal is put aside and Iran is told, you keep up with your obligations or we will impose sanctions again, then you have to see it from North Korea's point of view. Aww. We have to see it from North Korea's point of view. Are you kidding me? You know what North Korea's point of view is? It's on the end of a ballistic missile with Hawaii in its target. That's the point of view of North Korea. He stressed the international community should approach the two countries' nuclear programs in the same manner. I dare I say, maybe I have to say, uh, a politician in response to the uh, false alarm so-called last Saturday uh, stated on national news that Trump needed to sit down with Kim Jong-un. let me just say this, in love, the President of the United States does not need to sit down with this North Korean dictator, okay? In separate comments on Monday, Ali Shamkhani, the Secretary of Iran's National Security Council said, Trump's threats to withdraw from the nuclear deal were fanning, get this word, (laughs) Iranophobia no it's it, Iranophobia you know <laughs> I think that everybody has a phobia phobia, really Iranophobia well, you know, I was thinking uh, uh this uh, this is i'm going to digress again, so bear with me, so we had this uh pro life march, right, and um I caught this. Uh, local, I think it was NBC. I want to see it was either CBS or NBC on one of my TVs, and the, the uh, ticker tape down below said uh, "anti-abortion march." Did you catch that? No, no not pro-life, anti-abortion. You see, so I, I, I'm I'm shocked really that they didn't have abortion phobia on the ticker. Abortion phobia. So, does it sound to you like they're trying to hide something here? Namely, their chummy relationship with North Korea? And they have a chummy relationship, particularly Iran, and they've had one for over 10 years with North Korea. Consider this Ynet News report in which Trump is accusing, right, rightly accusing, Russia of helping North Korea get supplies, which is a violation of international sanctions. This as Pyongyang is getting closer every day, quote-unquote, closer every day to being able to deliver a long-range missile to the United States. Russia, Iran, North Korea... Add to this the U.S. Defense Secretary Mattis, who according to Al Arabiya on Friday, uh, believes that Iran and North Korea are threatening regional and even global stability, i.e. peace and security. This was prior to the government shutdown, to which he also referred, stating that a potential government shutdown would impact military operations, hmm. including some training, maintenance, and intelligence operations. That's the bad news. <laughs> you ready for some good news? Let's talk about the good news. As I mentioned at the beginning, The good news is the result of the bad news, which only God can work out and bring about. First, many today, because of this, are turning to Jesus Christ as a result of all of these unprecedented events that are taking place in the world today. Make no mistake about it. And I'll even say this, secondly, that I truly believe, and I I say this because I gauge this based on the comments that we get on social media from people all over the world who as Christians have recently recommitted their lives to the Lord and are on fire for the Lord today because of this. And by the way, that's why we do this. And that's why we're going to keep doing this. I was uh, talking to my oldest son about uh, retirement. And he said, are you, oh no, it was my uh, younger son. He said, are you going to retire? I said, no. He said, you're not? I said, no. He says, why not? He said, because even if I were to retire, this is what I would do after I retired. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is, it's, well, why would I want to retire? What am I going to do? Sit in a corner and knit? <laughs> and uh, what, am I, what am I going to do? Just watch TV all day? I do that anyway. <laughs> well, on mute. I'm going to do this until, like I said two weeks ago, uh, that last prophecy update... I mean, what a way to go, right? You know, what would be really uh, great is if we were raptured on a Sunday morning Hawaii time during the Prophecy Update at either first or uh, second. I would rather it be first because that's the one we upload uh, on YouTube. So <laughs> <laughs> <Is that?
0: laughs>
1: um, let me share with you some really good news here, okay? This is an interesting article in the Daily Mail out of the UK titled Nonbelievers Call on God When Faced with a Crisis, despite insisting they're not religious. We talked about that last week, too. I mean, this is one of those does, isn't it? A new survey has revealed that one in four non-believers pray when confronted by tough times. God has a way as only He can of getting people's attention with things like this. And he is. And he is. Here's more good news. On Thursday, the Christian Post published an article about, get this, how an Iranian Christian convert led 1,500 Muslims to Christ in Sweden. There are 300 chairs in this sanctuary. So, if somebody wants to do the math. Isn't that five services with no seats available? Muslims? Ima- imagine that. Let's just put it into perspective. Hypothetically, every single one of these 300 seats is filled with a Muslim, burqas and all on the women. And we have five services. And this s- Iranian convert is speaking as the guest speaker that day, and every single one of those three hundred, in every single one of those five services, for a total of 1,500 come to Christ. That's good news. How encouraging is that? Only God can do that. Yes. Praise the Lord. Well that's the good news now. How about the good news? the good news of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. Give me, please, just two more minutes, okay? Acts 4 verse 12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus, not Muhammad, not Allah, not Buddha, the name of Jesus. He is the only way, the only truth, and the only life, and there's no way to the Father except through Him. I want to share with you the ABC's of salvation for anyone here today in this wonderful church that is my privilege to pastor, and for anyone online who has never called upon the name of the Lord. I pray that you'll listen and receive that which I'm about to share in all of its simplicity, its childlike simplicity. The A in the ABCs of salvation is for admit, or if you prefer, acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. This is where I believe repentance takes place, repentance being that change of mind. It's been said that God can't change your heart until you choose to change your mind. It's that about face, it's that 180, it's that coming to repentance, and you're changing your mind, and you're acknowledging that you're a sinner and in need of the Savior. This is Romans 3.10. It says, there is no one righteous, not even one, save one, the person of Jesus Christ, the only one who was sinless. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again spiritually to see the kingdom of heaven. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, I love because it, packages the bad news with the good news but it's the bad news first because remember the badder the bad news is the of the good news will be right so here's the bad badder bad bad news and it's really bad really really bad the wages of sin is death we've all been given the death penalty for our sin that's bad news here's the good news But, I like that word, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's good news. That's really good news. You mean to tell me that I've been sentenced to death, but someone paid my death penalty for me and instead of me and gifts to me eternal life because of it? Yeah, that's good news. That's what the word gospel means, by the way. Good news, your debt has been paid. You're free to go. And out of that courtroom of the universe, before the judge of all creation, you walk out free in Christ because he goes to that death chamber, that cross, that electric chair, that lethal injection instead of you and for you. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God... Now, by the way, I, I ah, this is important. I need to qualify something here because I get this a lot. Well, even the demons believe in, in God and they tremble, right? Yeah. So you're saying that If I believe in my heart, that's all I have to do? You have to understand, to believe in your heart is to put your trust in the person of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. You have to understand what it means to believe in your heart. Believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. In other words, you believe in your heart that Jesus is who he said he was, that he was crucified for the sins of mankind, paying in full the debt of mankind's sin. He was buried, and three days later he rose again from the dead. It's believing in that and putting your trust in him for that. And when you believe in your heart, then you will be saved. I hope that maybe clears up any confusion. The last one is the C, which is for call upon the name of the Lord. This again is Romans 10, 9 and 10, which says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. This is why I just love it when people online will post comments about uh, how they uh, got saved. And they'll share that with us so we can rejoice with them in that. What are they doing? They're confessing with their mouth. They're confessing with their mouth. Well, the last one is Romans 10, verse 13, and to say that this sums it up is a gross understatement. It says that all, all, because if all have fallen short of the glory of God, then so too all, not the elect, not the predestined, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you today in light of what is happening in the world today, if you have never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you, please, I implore you, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of your salvation. Father in heaven, I I thank you so much. How can we thank you enough, Lord? Thank you that you're bringing about the salvation of many in spite of what we see happening in the world today, Lord. That encourages us. And it encourages us to, in these last days, these last hours, really, to share the good news with as many people as we can, as we occupy until you come. Lord, I pray for anyone, whether here in this church or online watching, that has never called upon you. I pray that today they would open their heart to you. They would put their trust in you. And they would call upon you and be saved. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough. You can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and he is the Savior of the world. He gave his own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please. If you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. In the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.